Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to Table Manners. I'm Jessie Ware and I'm on Zoom for the first time in ages and my mum is not next to me because she has far too much stuff to do, darling. Um, you're in Clapham, I'm in New Cross. How are you mum? From Well, the, I saw you about 12 hours ago. I saw you yesterday, darling. Yeah, we went to the Van Gogh. Is it Van Gogh or Van Gogh? Van Gogh. Okay. Oh, Jessie, stop sticking your... Th- Why does my thumb keep on going? Why does my thumb keep on going up on bloody Zoom? Does anyone know how to do this? Why? Hun, let me see. Maybe it thinks my teacup is a thumb. Every time I have drunk my drink, it's put my thumb up. Anyway, who knows? Sam and I, before we went to the Van Gogh exhibition, went round Spitterfield, um, which was really nice with the kids. And I have to say, Dumpling Shack are doing so well. I couldn't face the queue. It was so long and I really fancied a soup dumpling, but I'm so happy for them. They are amazing. But um, yeah, it was really thriving out in there and it was great. I really enjoyed being out. It was quite fun around there, except for the bloody parking. I don't know why you still try and park. It's always, this is the way with you, mum. It's so funny. You get the call and you're like, I can't park. Darling, you're going to have to go in. Or tell them I've got the tickets, but <laughs> let me just send it to you. It's like this. And then literally two seconds before, found one and you stroll in. I don't know how you do it. Always find a parking space. Because I found one that was only for an hour. It's quite remarkable. But it was fine. That was all we needed. We go through the whole kind of experience of thinking it's not going to happen. Is she going to make it? The jeopardy. Oh, God, are we going to make it? And then she walks in going, hi, darling. So, yeah, always travel with Lenny. You'll think it's a bad idea about 10 minutes before you're about to go to the actual said thing. Anyway, um, we're on Zoom. We're Zooming in with somebody else. Who have we got on, Mum? We've got Emily Ratajkowski. Emily is one of the most successful models um, and now actors in America. And she became quite famous when she was in the Blurred Lines video with Robin Thicke. But the less said about that, the better. better. Um, Anyway, we... So we are chatting to her. She's got a book out called My Body. It's an essay that explores her body as a commodity and kind of objectification of the female body so uh, we'll be chatting to her a bit about the book obviously about food um she's traveled the world eaten probably very very well um so i'm intrigued to see whether she's got any tips that she can share with us emily 
Ratajkowski, thank you for joining us and on time, but you are definitely, well, either a, a, an incredible professional, probably that, and also now a mother who's obsessed with schedule, maybe? Yes, I think you just, I think <laughs> it's just, I have to be obsessed with schedule. I have to be on time, so there's no other option. How's um, your morning been? It's 10 o'clock where you are, right? Yeah, it's been great. My um, son is seven months old and he has a little bit of nasal congestion for the first time. Oh, no. Yeah, so I feel, and he's teething. So he last night went to bed like way later than normal and I was kind of worried, but he slept through the night and didn't wake up until seven. So we're grateful for that, but he is a little fussy wow. today. So yeah. Muzzled off, well done. Thank um, you, thank you. <laughs> I've got I've got a twelve week old. Oh, who's? Oh my god! That's oh that's my, my husband, gosh. and then he's holding nice. And there's my new one. Oh my god! Wow! Is this your first baby or no? Third. Oh wow! Congratulations! Yeah. That's really Thank impressive. You. Thank you. Well, I have like a million questions for you about how it's going with your twelve week old because <laughs> all I want to really talk about is babies. Um, um Jesse's very good at this. I mean, you what? must be. This is your third one. No, I'm. I'm pretty good at the carrying part. Like I'm really good, and then I kind of book in too much work when they're actually born and then you know they have to fly around and do things and that's how it is and then I feel very guilty and then I absolve myself of guilt by getting pregnant again and Mm -hmm. then and and then indulge in that and then yeah and then I work it anyway that's the mother's guilt you yeah have you have you experienced that yet oh my god so much I mean it's something I've been thinking about a lot because I've been so busy doing press for the book and you know, he's seven months old, but when I first gave birth and I was like breastfeeding and everything, I was finishing the book. So I've just kind of like never not been working. I had like a month this summer that was pretty quiet. Other than that, it's just been like full on. And I've said to my husband, next child, like I'm going to make sure that the first three months I'm doing absolutely zero. And yeah, now I'm just kind of on that journey of trying to find the balance between like wanting to, I want to be with him all the time is the truth. Um, But I also like working and I like, you know, my job and having a career and um, it's super difficult and I I don't have any answers, zero answers. So it's not, I'm not going to give any helpful advice or anything. I'm just, I'm on that journey, I would say. How is the promo going? Is it overwhelming? Are you enjoying it? Is it feeling nerve wracking? (sighs) So all of the above. Um, I mean, it's really a strange time because, you know, none of the like press and the conversations I've done have Mm. come out and the book obviously isn't out. So it's sort of this weird like, oh, this information leaks. And then there's like a weird like media frenzy around that. And I'm really looking forward to like these kind of these podcasts being out. like just the stuff that I really was, I've, conversations I've enjoyed having and when people can actually read the book. Um, but yeah, I'm totally, I'm totally nervous. And, you know, it's a funny thing though, like the other times that I've ever done media um, like this in this kind of way where I'm back to back, whatever is usually like I'm selling a product or talking about mm-hmm. a movie and it's so enjoyable to be, um to be talking about my own project and something that like yeah. I wrote and did. So I, I actually, even though I'm a little exhausted, I'm so grateful and like happy, you know? I mean, the Robin Thicke stuff came out, which obviously, I, I mean, you talk, and I, I saw you talking about it, you know, you wrote the book to take control of your story and your, mm-hmm. and your body and the way that people perceive and, and, and all of that. But, um, and so it must be incredibly frustrating when something like that gets leaked and then it kind of, 
I don't know. Do you yeah. feel like you've just been having to put out fires or have you been able to talk? Because I guess the the book was there for it to be talked about there. And it, But how does it feel having that come out? Before? It's definitely hard because, you know, I feel... Well, first of all, I was really not sure that I even wanted to write about that in the book or share that at all with the yeah. public because... Um, it sort of was like exactly what I've experienced the last couple of weeks, which is like, why would I do that? Because it's just, you know, the internet has all kinds of opinions and like, why put myself through that? Um, but I did feel like it was such a huge part of like, it says so much about how my ideas around feminism and power have evolved and, you know, really like is the perfect example. So I wrote that essay kind of thinking like, well, it's good, you know, people who read the essay will understand sort of the larger ideas I'm getting at because it was, it's been like hard, even really well-meaning women have come up to me and been like, thank you for speaking out. And I'm like, no, no, like that's, you, you don't know the story yet. You know, like don't, I haven't spoken out. Like this wasn't some like press, you know, announcement I put out into the world. It was a part of a much larger idea and essay so it is frustrating and I was really disappointed that, um, you know, some like we have you have basically deals with media outlets to they read the book early and they're not supposed to leak things. And this one did. And it was a bummer. But um, I'm just taking it in stride and like also accepting that I just can't control everything. So, yeah. But how do you think that the reaction to that story even though yes they haven't been able to read the story in the Mm -hmm. in the book do you think that the reaction to this being talked about is drastically different to the reaction that if you'd said it a year or two after your fame rise to fame like or are you still getting completely horrendous is it very divided with the opinions you disappointed with how people are still reacting towards that story? No, um, I don't know what it would have been like. I feel like 2013 was a very different time. Um, I certainly wouldn't have wanted to talk about that at that point in my life. Um, I mean, it's interesting, definitely. Like I've done a couple interviews before this news leaked where people were like, oh, you know, how do you, um, what do you think the consequences will be for Robin Thicke? And like, do you feel morally kind of responsible for that? And you know, it was a big question for me, but, um, in the time since, like, I'm like, wait, my Twitter is full of like horrendous comments saying like, oh, she just wants to sell her book. Um, oh, she was naked on set. What did she expect? Like, those are the kind of things I'm getting. Um, and I'm like, well, there's, there's consequences. Like, I don't know that I would, I understand why people don't tell these stories, you know, um, there's real reasons because you, especially when there isn't the nuance of the essay behind it, it it just becomes into this like clickbait media frenzy where, you know, you just totally, people see one little, you know, 10 word sentence and that's, then they make Mm -hmm. up their mind in 15 seconds, they shoot off a tweet and then like, it's a new thing the next day and that's the news cycle now. That's how the the world works, which is unfortunate. And I, I guess that's sort of why I wrote this book was to have real nuance and build in like the complexities of these situations but also just in general like my story and what it means to be a woman it's just never one quick thing it's it's always really complicated and um that's why I chose to write a book you know so this um podcast is really around food I don't know how much you know about this podcast but we talk about food so I'd love for you to take us back 
back to when you were growing up. Were you born in New York? No, I was born in London, actually. Um, but to a You're kidding? Yeah, but you were to... Londoner. I'm not, though. I mean, I wish I could claim I love London, but um... I bet you don't want that bloody British passport uh, at the moment. I know, I know. Debbie's probably like, kidding. no, you can have that. No, I tried <laughs> at one point when I was much younger. My parents tried to get me a British passport, and they were like, sure, but you're going to have to send in your American one. <laughs> um, so uh, my parents were just teaching. My mom was teaching in London when I was born. She was working there. But I came back when I was like two weeks old. And then we lived there for another year when I was like four. But I'm really from California. But brought up in California. Yeah. San Diego. Yeah, Southern California. Yeah, gorgeous. It is very beautiful. It's, the weather's a little different from London. I will say that. But you're now living in New York. Yes, I live in New York. And do you get back to California? I do. Um, I used to get back a lot more. I was sort of kind of bi-coastal, but since the birth of my son, um, I just, and honestly, since COVID too, I think like the pandemic just made me sort of really want to choose a city and have a routine and a life. And um, I want to raise my son in New York City. So this is going to be more of home base. The weather's worse. It's definitely worse, um, but it has a lot of other things to offer. <laughs> Is the food better in California or New York? That's such a heated debate. I mean, if my husband could hear me right now, he would be very upset. But I actually... Where's he from? He's from New York City. Um, but <laughs> I would say L.A. I mean, I think that New York has incredible variety of food. And there's so many old kind of places that are hole in the walls or establishments that are just like classic and you can get any type of the food in, in the world. And that's true for LA, but I will say that LA, because rent is cheaper, it's way easier to kind of like open a bizarre concept mm. of a restaurant and give it a shot. So I don't know. I, I feel like maybe in LA, the food is more exciting to me, like the food scene, but New York, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's New York City. Like, of course, there's incredible food, you know? And you don't have to eat at six at night. You can eat later. That's right. Thank yeah. God. Yeah, LA, they eat so early. They That's, do. I like that, yeah. though. Uh, I, like that. I hate it. What about you, Emily? Are you an early eater or a late late eater? I mean, I guess I'm a sort of an eight, a late eater, but um, since the birth of my son, <laughs> this has kind of changed because I have to wake up early, so... How's the weaning going? Are you are you feeding him stuff now? So I stopped breastfeeding, um, which was hard, which was hard and really good um, because, like I said, I was working and it was really difficult. But we just started. He has two front teeth. Um, the lower ones came in, Aww. and yeah, he's so cute. Um, and he's starting to try solids, and he's totally unconvinced. He's not sure. He's like, what? What is this thing in my my mouth? He makes the funniest faces. So, what do you wean on? In what's a la mode at the moment? So we started with we were doing baby led weaning. So we did like just putting avocado in front of him and letting him make a mess of it. Then we did sweet potato, um, and then we actually got. Yumi sent these really amazing little baby food jars that they did some, this is so fancy and talk about Los Angeles food scene. Um, they did like a, a collab with John and Benny's, which is a restaurant in LA. Oh yeah, we know John <laughs> yeah. and Benny's. Okay. So I was like, are you joking? This is the fanciest thing ever. Um, and so then we like pivoted and he actually seems to like that a lot. And I just put him in a chair and like we kind of like hand it to him and he I mean he's he's just confused. He watches us eat 
and like looks very interested in what we're doing. But then when it comes to actually tasting things, he's like, uh, this is, is this right? Like, are you guys sure? I love the idea of your son, like having a bit of like, you know, vodka, uh, pasta, rigatoni whilst you're, you know, John and Vinny's special. I mean, this is hysterical. I know, I know, I know. My husband's convinced that he's just going to like be like me and go straight to eating Chinese food or something. I don't know, just because I have, I like to eat. Is that your favorite? I don't have it. I have to, I love food too much to choose a particular. But I want to talk about this. You write about it in the book. You kind of, you had this. It, it didn't. It didn't sound uh, vast. The, the the flat that you were renting in downtown LA, mm-hmm. and maybe was, did the bedroom not have a window? I mean, it was. It was it a basement. Was it? it yeah, was kind it was of... a basement, and there was one window um, with the super low ceilings. Like I could put my hands on the ceilings, and there was one window with bars on it that looked out to a parking lot. So. It wasn't exactly Scenic. the fanciest. Yeah, I actually loved it. I thought it was so cool. But um, now looking back, I'm like, wait, I lived in a dungeon. <laughs> but you, but you, you talked about getting the. Was it a Thai takeout that you'd get all the time? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I want to know what's the Emily uh, order at a Thai place, and do you still go to that downtown Thai place? Does it still have a place in your heart? I mean, I think Thai food in general, um, I mean, I'm in New York now more, so I don't go to the same Thai places um, in LA, but. Yeah, Thai food is like my comfort food. Um, and I'll get a masaman curry, some spring rolls. Um, sometimes I'll do like a pra ram, which is like the peanut sauce. Um, always like a drunken noodle. My mouth's watering, so. <laughs> um, do, do, do you cook, Emily? Or are you just like from Sex and the City, Carrie? You just order in. Yeah, I'm more. I'm more that. Um, but I've gotten better again in COVID. Um, got better with cooking, and now you know, I typically will like make breakfast or lunch. But really, for dinner, I'm I'm kind of always ordering in or or going out. Oh, how lovely! What, what <laughs> area? What area are you in in New York? I'm downtown. I'm in Tribeca. Oh, okay. So you're like in the thick of it. Yeah. I'm in the thick of it. I, I want, no, but we need to go back to the start. I need to know about the dinner table, your family dinner table. You talk mm-hmm. about your family so much in the book. I want to know mm-hmm. who was cooking. You know, but we're both your parents' teachers. Both my parents are teachers, yep. And so what were you eating and were they good at cooking? My mom is a very good cook, although she, I think she would say she isn't, which is, she's one of those who's like never like, oh, there's pe- people are so much better than me. And it's like, no, you've whipped up this like gorgeous meal. Um, I would say like very traditional kind of, um, you know, we'd have like chicken, veg, like carb sort of situation. Um, my mom like had a couple family recipes from her sister and her mother that she would always go to. What were they? There's one called Welcome to California Chicken that I still really love. Um, <laughs> it's like a na- my my mom's family was from the East Coast and slowly sort of everyone made their way out to California. Um, and this dish has um, like a really good yellow cheese, a white wine, some baby onions, and you just bake the chicken in that beautiful, some mushrooms. Um, you bake that chicken and then you serve it with white rice and it's delicious. It's a classic. Actually, you know what? I've got some chicken supremes in the in the thing. I could do that if if my children ever ate anything that I bloody cooked for them. And um, yeah. so, what uh, what's the other one? If Welcome to California is a kind of chicken mushroom casserole situation, mm-hmm. what's the mm-hmm. other one that she would cook? I mean, there's there's so many. Like she would do a layered casserole situation where it was like zucchini and then peppers and then chicken and then rice and um, 
cheese. But my mom also like loved, she um, had lived in Poland for a little bit. So like one of the memories I have was like, we'd make something called kanapkis when guests would come over and they were like little crackers with a tiny bit of cream cheese and some dill and maybe some like fish eggs. And then my dad would cook sometimes too, and he'd like make a chili. He, that's such a dad thing to make, but yeah, he loved to make chili. And he was very good at making breakfast, so he'd do eggs or whatever. Hello, Table Manners listeners. I just wanted to let you know about my new podcast, Is It Normal? The Pregnancy Podcast, which follows my pregnancy journey and with the help of some brilliant experts will reassure and inform you about all aspects of pregnancy and giving birth. Throughout my pregnancy, I spoke to consultants, midwives, obstetricians, sonographers, mental health experts, doulas, home birth midwives, reflexologists, the list goes on. And with the help of questions from other pregnant people, the podcast covers as many aspects of pregnancy and giving birth as possible. I'd love you to have a listen and please let your pregnant friends know about it. You can subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I wanted to note that the, the surname, and please forgive me, that is it Polish? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, so have you been able to go to Poland to eat Polish cuisine a lot? Because I know that you yes. spent a lot of time in. You used to go to Mallorca every summer, didn't you? And Ireland, yeah, yeah. And Ireland, yeah. That's and, a real um, uh, contrast in the yeah. climates. Yeah, Bantry, West Cork. Um, my parents are actually there right now. Um, yeah, my parents. Um, you know, they had, as teachers, they always had the summers off, June, July, and August. Um, and they decided to invest with some friends on these in these two properties, basically, that were, like, I didn't have running water um, in the house in Mallorca for a while, and there was no electricity. Um, but my parents, it was like my dad's kind of art projects, um, and he would work on them with friends every summer. And yeah, we, we got to spend a lot of this, you know, these summers in Mallorca and Ireland, which was amazing talk about for a kid, like learning not to be a picky eater, because I just was kind of like thrown into situations where it was like, okay, well, you know, in Ireland, you eat like meat and potato and, and veg and it's d- delicious. Um, um, and then in Mallorca, you've got like, you know, the paellas and like a lot of seafood, um, and I just, I kind of learned to like, love it as a young, as a young kid. So you'd spend kind of what, like half and half. So you go like three weeks and. Yeah, exactly. Mallorca, and it, you okay. said you hit the nail on the head. We would have to pack like 
sweaters and coats for like the second part of the trip and then like you know basically sundresses for the first do you still go to Mallorca my parents sold the house um the the friends that my my dad owned it with um unfortunately he passed away and they kind of decided that they were done with that chapter I mean my parents are my dad's in his 70s my mom's turning 70 um and the house in Ireland was, was a little bit more comfortable required a little bit less work and they just love, love West Cork. They love Bantry. Um, I haven't so, been there. Have you, Mom? It's, it's so gorgeous. beautiful. Yeah. yeah, it's so beautiful. It's like best kept secret kind of thing. Um, it's, it's, it's stunningly beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just so green and glorious, but it is so damp. <laughs> it's true. It's so true. And, you know, um, they're there right now. And I'm like, you guys, it's not summer there. Because even summers can be kind of, gloomy yeah, and rainy um but yeah they love it they do but they're probably in the pub mm-hmm. drinking whiskey having good crack yeah the crack is eating everything bo- yep. crack is everything yeah eating boiled gammon mm-hmm. and boiled exactly cabbage yeah. yeah and it's delicious and um yeah. i actually think the food it's funny because people always make jokes obviously about like irish food is like so simple whatever and i've always said i think it's so delicious partly because down there like everything is from local farms so yeah. it's also fresh it's wonderful yeah. yeah do you think you'd like to carry on that tradition of having summers spent in europe i like the idea of you know you doing it i'm not sure well you're not a teacher so you're not going to get six this is the bugger yeah. when you're self-employed yeah. you don't really get that yeah. six weeks off exactly um no i um it was really nice though i mentioned earlier i had a month this summer where I didn't do any, I wasn't working. And, um, we did go to Italy for two weeks with the little baby man. Um, and that was so nice. So, I mean, I love, I love Europe. I definitely, I mean, and I also, you know, I travel there a lot for, for work. So Mm. I just got back from Paris and Milan, um, last week. For fashion week. How was it? Yeah, it was good. It was good. Were you actually on the runway? Yes, I was. I was. Wow. Oh, yes, of course. So you you did your... bloody f- the f- Fendace. Yeah, Fendace fend- yes. and Versace. Was that fabulous? Yeah, it's amazing. It's surreal. And, I mean, Donatella is a living legend. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I've been to a few fashion weeks and I've been to Paris. And Paris has, like, it just has that thing where it feels quite fabulous. It's how you expect Fashion Week to be. It's a lot of mm-hmm. darling, darling, and fabulous kind of events. And it just feels, I mean, you've been going for a while, but I mean, does it feel like you're just, you get to catch up with old friends or is it quite intimidating? Because I've always found them rather intimidating. I always feel like a bit of a fraud that I'm there. Look, I'm not mm. ru- walking on the runway. Don't get me, I'm not a model. I'm not doing that. But there's something around it that feels, I feel like I'm Cinderella and I should just like enjoy the kind of, 12 hours that I'm kind of in this fancy dress and and, yeah. and and make I don't know and then I kind of go back into being a pumpkin no I totally um I totally feel that way too even as somebody who like work it's part of my industry and part of my yeah. job um and I will say you know there is a part of me I don't know if it's me getting older and having a baby but like post-covid it just feels all sometimes a little ridiculous <laughs> Like, especially, you know, fashion shows themselves, like, don't really need to happen now in the same way. Um, Like, it used to be that that's where people would do the buy. That would, like, set the trends for the next year. Obviously, now with fast fashion, with the internet, like, everything is blown up in two seconds. Um, So I do, I think that the, that it's, I enjoy it. And I think there's a lot of beauty in fashion. But there's also a lot of, like, ridiculousness that, um 
sometimes can like hit the wrong way. And people, you know, I've, I've been doing it for so long now that, um, I, I do feel kind of like, okay, like maybe less of like the kind of fraud feeling or whatever, but I guess I do also still have a feeling of, um, like what, what the hell, (laughs) what the hell is this? Um, you know, it's a little Zoolander. Emily, we ask everybody on this podcast what their last supper would be. So this is your last supper before you are going off to a desert island for a very long time. And you're allowed a starter, a main, a dessert and a drink of choice. Oh my God. You can, you can chew, you can mull this over and we can come back to it. But if you've got anything that just sings out, um, this it. is really fun. This is really fun. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to, what I would do is I'd have to like make each, um, each sort of the appetizer, the entree, the dessert, everything would have to be its own cuisine, um, sort of thing. Okay. I like yeah. that. Yes. So okay. I, I mean, this is going to, people are probably going to feel like disgusted by this, but no. I, I would probably have either a really glass, nice glass of red wine, um, an Italian red wine, or I'd have like a Hendrix martini. Um, and oh. dirty, dirty. Oh, oh babe, it's then, my fave, but I never do okay. gin. I do vodka. I can't drink vodka. It doesn't Is there a reason why? for that? Though? I don't know. I just, oh. it doesn't, I don't like the way it feels. It's, I know that people like typically say that about gin, but I have the opposite. So um, it's not mother's ruin for you then? The, the, no, the, no, the filthy no, no. gin martini. Yeah, no, I love a dirty gin martini. Um, mm-hmm. some blue cheese, blue cheese olives, please. Um, then blue cheese I've olives, never had what them. are they? Oh my God, they're they're olives stuffed with blue cheese and they go in the I martini mean, oh and they soak God. up the booze and it's delicious. What? Oh, where do you buy them? I don't know, but we, you guys need to, you need well, to get we them. we just shove a bit, we could shove a bit of blue cheese in the hole. Yeah, that's we? it. That's what she said. There you go, you don't have to buy <laughs> okay, anything. Okay, Jess. Buy some blue cheese and some, some green is, olives. Okay, yeah, fine. Good. Oh, wow, where do you get um, that? Do you okay, make a good one yourself or where is the best place for a gin martini? In New York City, I love the Odeon, which is a restaurant in Tribeca. Um, I also think that... Baltazar makes a really good martini. Um, mm. Classic. Okay, so then for appetizer, I'm going to have to say I'd want, like, maybe some kind of Indian curry. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking... <laughs> Do you guys I'm, like this? Yeah, going appetizer. You're going quite heavy on the old appetizer, but I love you already about I this. know, but I'm worried. I'm worried about, you know, being able to... She's not going to eat for six months, Jess. Yeah, I'm not eating for six months. So it could just be, you know, like, we could do some samosas with some, like tiki masala curry Ooh, yeah, kind of situation lovely. by the way the and um, the indian food in britain is absolutely my favorite i don't think it compares to here i mean like indian well, food, i'm glad you said oh, that i mean it's rubbish right it's making my mouth water again <laughs> my mouth is watering all the time um okay and then this is this is where it gets tricky i would love um like a really beautiful pasta situation for my main. Yeah. Um, but I, this is, I'm going to be snotty and say that I would like want it, you know, from Italy. I'd need them to do the I all think you're, dente. You're allowed to demand that, Emily. Okay. You are right. allowed to demand that. Where's the best pasta you've ever eaten? Oh my God. Um, probably in Rome. And I'm not going to remember the name of the restaurant. What was in the pasta? Well, okay. This summer I had these, it's, they're basically kind of, um, I don't know the name of the pasta, but they, they call, I think the translation is like a, a strangled priest. So they're oh, kind I'm of Googling like, it. yeah, Jesus, that sounds appetizing. I know it's, it's horrible, but it's like these little kind of, um, 
like they're they're very dense but they're twisted um and they're just so good oh yeah they look like little kind of worms yes yeah that, yeah yeah that. okay they're called strozza pretty yes oh start strozza pretty yes Give it again strozza pretty okay well i'm not sure the priest choker okay Pre- okay i'm so glad for a second when i said yeah, that i was like it wow right. it's gonna no. be so embarrassing if i just made this up <laughs> and i'm wrong and everyone's gonna be like where you were in rome and you were thinking where about the that <laughs> yeah um and then yeah just like a gorgeous red sauce i think simple and simplest really yeah um, so that's that. Okay, so and are you, you going to have any salads, any sides with that? Um, oh, I get sides? Oh, my Babe, God. Babe, you get every, anything God. you want. Okay. Um, I would love some fresh spring rolls, Vietnamese spring rolls with some peanut sauce. I'm going all over the place. I'm not saying these things go well together. I, I'm, 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 I'm understanding that you like a little deep fried situation. No, I'm saying the fresh, no, actually the, the fresh, fresh one. Oh, the summer rolls. Yeah, summer, yeah. summer okay. rolls with some Got peanut it. sauce. Gorgeous. Um, and then recently, I've actually really been craving some pumpkin pie, which I'm going to make happen because oh. it's, it is the season. But um, that would be my dessert. You know what? I feel like New York. I don't know whether it's because I've always ended up being there around Halloween time. And I have and I talk about this a lot, but I have a real uh, connection with Gilmore Girls. And I know that's Connecticut, but they're always like they do a really good Halloween spread there and Thanksgiving but I I, we don't get pumpkin pie here unless you are related to an American it's just not oh my god that's I'm so sorry to hear that I know and it's like I I know it like it decks it decks the entry of um of Whole Foods when you go there it's like there isn't it yes and I just kind of I'm very jealous of that about America I do love a little spice in a pumpkin pie oh my god it's incredible there's um there's a place called Petey's Pies in the city that will deliver a whole pie to your to you via Postmates whatever, and um, when I was pregnant um, about this time last year there were several deliveries of pumpkin pies made and they were consumed very easily shockingly easily. Do you, do you um, have them with ice cream or cream? I like cream. Yeah. Like the squirty stuff, or you'd have like fresh cream. What is it? Is they that... br- they will deliver fresh cream, but I would. I'm no snob. Like I'll totally do Red Whip or whatever it's called. Um, yeah, yeah, from the can. I uh, yeah, I do. Maybe mum, maybe we should do a little pumpkin pie thing soon. What do you mean? We, I mean, darling, I need you because yeah. I don't have a kitchen at the moment. But yeah. Oh no. Oh, um, God. I mean, usually Emily, we'd usually cook for you. This is how we usually do it at the, on the podcast. Yeah. You come over to mum's or mine when I have a kitchen, and um, and we cook you a whole dinner and we have dinner and chat. So you're getting a bit of a half baked um, table. Wow, manners. that's. I do feel a little cheated to be honest. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's okay. When are you coming over to England next? I'm going to be think? there late November to um, do some press around the book. So. Listen, yeah. we could do Thanksgiving yeah. together. You're on pumpkin ju- pumpkin pie duty. I, actually, the, I think it's the weekend after Thanksgiving. I'll be there, so uh, maybe I'll, I can bring I can bring some um, pie on the plane for you guys. Yeah, I really. Well, speaking of planes, you fly a lot. Mm-hmm. We are both big fans of plain food. Do mm-hmm. you bring your own food, or do you like plain food? I actually like plain food sometimes. It depends. I was recently on um, when I flew back from Paris. I flew on I guess it was Delta Air France and it was really bad 
I made the mistake of getting like lamb, which was a which was a bold move. To That's be clear, unusual yeah, for a play. Yes, but yeah. it was dry and it was just didn't. It felt more like jerky, honestly, with some couscous. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, That's so. a shame. That was a shame. It was sad. But, you know, the bread and butter can often be the redeeming thing. Just the really good. I know, those little fluffy mm-hmm. buns. Yeah, they're pretty good. <laughs> they're not bad. Mum's just like, well, mum's got a taste of business class now. She's uh, 70. She doesn't fly any um, uh-huh. other class. And um, I feel like you've upgraded on the food now, mum, and you get your, your, your metal knife and fork But now. I like it even on the cheap charters. I like the food. I mean, it's, Do you it often depends. get curry? Yeah, on British British yeah, plates, you get tikka masala, and it's always quite yeah. good. By the it's way, that's my nice. dream. That's what I would love to. <laughs> yeah, I would, it's my last meal. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, what are your plans for Thanksgiving? Are you going to do you know, a big I, thing? I don't actually know yet. Um, because kind of everything's been up in the air. At, at one point, we were thinking that maybe husband and baby would come with me to the UK and we'd make a whole trip out of it. But then I got my schedule um, and it's looking very, very busy and it's just not worth it to, you know, the time change on the little ones is pretty brutal. So yeah. it might be kind of a, a non-Thanksgiving this year. Like maybe his mom lives in the city, so maybe we'll see her or do some friends. Um, I think my parents will actually just be getting back from Ireland. I don't know. I don't have my plan set. There was there was a chance it was going to be a UK Thanksgiving, but sadly, not, no longer. Emily, we ask everybody what their karaoke... I mean, it's really hard-hitting questions here at Table Manners. <laughs> but, you know, I, I feel like um, we have to know what your karaoke song is. So it used to be um, doo-wop, that thing, Lauren Hill. Okay, with the rap? And all uh-huh. of this? Yeah, okay, which great, means fine, that I, I would fail miserably, always. <laughs> um, like, so miserably. Like, horrible, nobody would enjoy it. But every time, you know, especially if you had, like, that one extra drink, you're thinking, like, no, this is going to be the time. I'm going to do it this time. I know I know the song. I know it. And every time I failed. Um, I haven't been to karaoke since March of 2020 or before that. So it's been a really long time. I don't think that that would be my song that I would return to karaoke with, but it was my song for a long time. <laughs> what do you think you'd return to with? Uh, I don't know. I have to, I'm going to have to give that some thought. Maybe something like a little bit easier, like Fleetwood Mac or something. I don't know. You know? Have you got good table manners before we go? Oh God, I don't know. I feel like the British standard of table manners is quite high. So I'm not sure if I... I, I definitely think I, I'm very conscious of being polite, um, but I do feel like there's etiquette that's different in the UK that I'm, I'm not sure if I would be perfect, if I would be using the right fork and whatever, you know. I'm sure you're fine. I just got to ask one thing before you go. Mm-hmm. What are you ordering in tonight? Uh, <laughs> I might do Greek. I might do Greek. Ooh, Greek! Mm-hmm. Does it travel well, though, Emily? It does. There's this place called Pilos in the East Village that has the gigantic beans and the red sauce. Oh, gigantic. Oh, gigantic. So yes. Yeah. And they're really, they're a little sweet. You'll be farting like a trooper, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't worry about that. <laughs> Emily, thank you so much. Thank Good luck you with so the, um, much. The, the book. And thank you so much for taking really time nice to Really nice to meet you, Thank you so and much. Yeah, you too. Lots thank of you. love. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Emily Ratajkowski joining us for, I have to say, 
a, a short 45, those bloody American PRs, pull them away, and we could have chewed the fat a little longer, I'd say. Um, but Emily was really charming, and I'm sure she would have had seconds, Mum. Oh, you could have done Greek for her. Oh, I feel like Greek now, those gigantes. What are you having for dinners, Mum? Never mind Emily and her gigantes. I'm out for dinner. Oh, where are you going? To Claire Orms. Oh, Claire Orms. Let's just go back yeah. in time, shall we? Because I don't know, anybody who's from South West London, who maybe grew up around Clapham in the 80s, may have gone to Orm's wine bar. Do you remember when wine bars were a thing? And they were fantastic. Hers was so cool, it had little booths. It was so cool. So the Orms had that. And then they had a place on Batsy Rise called French Tarts. Yeah, she was ahead of the game. She was ahead of the game. Doing puff pastry, French Tarts. I'll never forget that apricot and amaretti and biscuit. And biscuit. Oh, and they came like a pizza. Yeah, delicious. Bring back the French tart, I tell you. It was absolutely delicious. If anybody else ate at French tarts in the 90s, yeah. that would have been. Let me know. She'd always bring one round for one of our do's, wouldn't she? Yeah. Love that. So I'm going there tonight for dinner. Oh, nice. Well, let me know if you get a French tart. I will do, darling. Are you going to order in tonight like Emily? You you are almost that person. You are almost Emily Ratajkowski because oh, well, thank you, you, so you much. like order you you've got a new baby and you like ordering in, darling. Jesse, wash your thumb up. Again. Oh no, it's blood what is this bloody thumb up thing? It's fucking annoying. I mean she she orders in. Thumbs up to that. I do I do think thumbs up to that. No, you know what I'm doing, Mum? Because this is my life at the moment. Sam, my husband, really finds it really sexy when we defrost the freezer and we're still defrosting the freezer in the fact of getting rid of everything. Yeah, I think it's worth working through your hum. Yeah, he loves it and I don't think he fancies me more than when I've cooked something with yucky veg that's been in the fridge for too long. Chessie, you're going to be like the good life soon. It's really, really sexy stuff that's going on. Anyway, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Take care. Lots of love. Thank you for listening. Uh, the music you've heard on Table Manners is by Peter Duffy and Pete Fraser. Table Manners is produced by Alice Williams. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.